Do you struggle with what it means to be successful in your retirement? Trust us, you're not alone. Welcome to the Retirement Success in Maine podcast. Here, you'll go in-depth with Guidance Point Advisors Investment Consultants to hear stories about how retirees in Maine are navigating a successful retirement. Get insight into the inevitable challenges of aging and define what a successful retirement looks like. Welcome, everybody, to the Retirement Success in Maine podcast. My name is Ben Smith. Allow me to introduce my co-hosts, the Steve Jobs and Bill Gates to my Elon Musk, Curtis Wister, and Austin Miner. How are you guys doing today? Good, Ben. Good. Awesome. I know we're talking technology today, so I thought I'd do a little technology slant with our introduction. So why not drop some of the famous innovators in the tech space, right? So, so Austin, why are we talking technology today? Well, Ben, we hear a bunch how our clients are sifting through old pictures, VHS tapes, DVDs, YouTube videos, etc., and are looking for a way to keep memories alive over time. But it all seems unorganized and not coordinated to the people we ultimately want to give these memories and their context to, which is our families. Enter MyArchit, an online digital archival company preserving the legacy of loved ones and friends. As we live our lives digitally, cradle to grave, and we save them to devices or clouds or social media sites that can delete you, censor you, or may get lost due to faulty equipment or careless handling, we have thousands of pictures and videos on our devices that get clicked away with no story behind the images that give them real meaning and emotion. Imagine your great-great-grandkids being able to bring up your life in your words and thoughts. People want to be remembered. So this is exactly what this show is about. How do we preserve our memories for generations to come? That's right, Austin. And uh, you kind of teed me up here with MyArkit. So our next guest is actually the principal and CEO of MyArkit.com, where his seeds of the business were planted many years ago uh, when actually his two-year-old daughter uh, was slated to go into Children's Hospital for open-heart surgery. Uh, He rented a VHS camcorder. Um, some of you listening may not know what that is, but that this is back in 1990 when this was going on. So he rented that VHS camcorder so that his family uh, would have some precious memories of her, uh, you know, just in case, right? So all went well, thankfully. Some years later in the late 90s on a road trip back to Iowa to visit relatives, uh, he then sat down with his dad and again uh, with a video camera, asked him questions about his life. Years later, after his dad had passed away, our guest wanted to hand down these memories to his kids and then to their kids. So, you know, he looked around. They had many photo albums. And of course, now being in the age of computers, right, we have thousands of pictures and videos all over the place on phones, tablets, clouds, cloud storage, all of that. So there was really not a good option to take a picture add a story to it, and then hand it down for generations to come. So I think that's kind of where my arc came from. So with that kind of background, please join me in welcoming uh, Jim Gebhardt to the Retirement Success in Maine podcast. Jim, thank you so much for coming on our show today. Oh, thanks for having me on. Thank you. This is, this is going to be great. I've always kind of wanted to work this in with retirement and with legacy, with the material legacy, yeah. but we also have a huge amount of emotional memory legacy that we really have to kind of, you know, tap into and find a place where to put it. Yeah, Jim, I think that you're exactly right. Because it's, you know, I think as we, we kind of go through different stages of our lives, and we start thinking about in that transition, well, where am I in life? And, you know, kind of, 
especially retirement, I think is a very big retrospective time. And to think about your life, your legacy, kind of where we are, but also looking ahead, maybe, maybe your parents and your grandparents, or even going down the road there and saying, how did, what was their life like? And looking at their introspection too. And I think that, that, that lends to this whole conversation we're going to have today about, you know, preserving not only just us and who we are in our essence and making sure that lessons that we've learned over lifetimes that we're share with the people that we love, but also kind of this con- kind of concept of, you know, making sure that kind of who we are is not lost, right? That we're not forgotten. And that uh, I think that that maybe we live on past ourselves, which is a really big theme. So I, I'm really excited for you to come on and talk to us about that today. But with all of our shows, we always like to start with a little bit about you, Jim, in terms of who you are and get to know you a little bit. So love to hear a little bit about your background and how it's helped you with building myarkit.com. Oh, uh, my background is just just being, I used to be a commercial photographer. I used to be a mechanic. I, uh, last 20 years, I was a residential electrician and basically I grew up in the Midwest in Iowa and you always had the big monster photo albums, you know, your grandmoms would put out, would take out and you're always, it was always kind of nifty to kind of have them point at a picture and tell a story type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I've always had that kind of in the back of my brain about, you know, stories and memories. And as I'm getting older now, I'm retired doing this business. Which I really love because I love talking to people and you just, all you do is ask them a little bit of a memory about something. What'd you do on your 18th birthday or something like that? Mm-hmm. And boom, off they go on a memory. And, uh, that's just how I love spending my time now. That's great. Um, so we heard a little in the introduction about your personal connection to my arcade, but what was your aha moment? Why there's a market for storing memories and generational electronic files? Oh, it wasn't really an aha moment. It was more of a aha. It was kind of a time delay to where you're sit, sitting back and this is back in the probably the early 2000s when we, you know, technology had to kind of catch up a little bit with this idea because we can download with a dump truck, but we kind of upload with a teaspoon. Mm-hmm. So the more and more and more I started looking at, you know, what's this? What's that? What's doing this? The more and more problems I found with that, put it in the, into this cloud. If you don't touch it, it goes away. If I put it into this this over here, well, they might not like it for some reason and delete you. So basically, there wasn't really anything out there. So out of necessity, I started brainstorming on how to do this. And I finally kind of knocked around enough and found a really good guy that was an IT guy that used to work with Disney. And uh, I got together with him and he, we started knocking around, how can we do this? How can we do that? And over the last couple of years, we've been slowly implementing it, getting it better and better and better. I've gotten other services attached to it now. And I also have just a whole bunch more things going on in this brain about more stuff I want to do to it, family trees and all that kind of stuff. That's great. Um, so for our listeners and, and for us, could you just tell us kind of on a broad level, how does my arcit actually work? Could you break that down a little for us? Oh, it's super simple. Uh, basically, you buy your lifetime account, which is 10 gigabytes. So now you've bought 10 gigabytes of storage. And what we don't do is we don't let everybody go, oh, I'm going to take my phone and download my 10,000 pictures up into my arcade. We don't let you do that. Mm. You do one thing at a time. That's one memory at a time. So you can put one picture up there. We also have the ability to put an audio story to that picture, which is really, really great because I hate typing and doing stuff. But boy, you put my picture up there, the first car I had, I talked about that for 10 minutes. (laughs) And so then you basically put a story to it. You can put little short videos. You just basically type in, you know, your daily scribe, we call it almost like a diary. And then you arc it, upload it into your, my, your own personal account. And from that account, you can make albums like a wedding album, pets, 
anything like that. You make separate albums. And then you also get to choose by inviting them to come onto your uh, MyArchit site who wants to see your stuff. Hmm. So you can kind of, you know, get to choose back and forth. So it could be very private. You can just make it public if you wanted to. But, uh, and then that also the big thing is if a person passes away, we have an executor that will basically turn your account into a memorial account, which basically locks everything you've put in there where nobody can delete anything, but they can still add stuff to your, to your site. Jim, I just want to kind of ask a question kind of with that is obviously, you know, people doing like one at a time in terms of kind of obviously there must be some sort of idea about, all right, their images are typically X file size. And then we have an audio file that we're attaching to it, right? So, you know, use your example of, hey, here's the car I had when I was 18 years old and I'm telling a big story about it. So obviously, so kind of thinking about my memories and if I want to kind of catalog them either on a daily basis or, you know, trying to put together these are the meaningful things I want to share in my life. Is there kind of based on that 10 gigabytes, like, a typical experience like, hey, people are typically with the audio in the the image or whatever that might be with it. Like it's uh, it's about a thousand memories or it's like 10 memories. Like how, what's what's the what's the size that that's kind of corresponding to typically? Oh, as myself as an example, I probably got four or five hundred uh, entries in mine and I probably got four gigabytes taken care of. Okay. So, okay. and also we have the ability to boom, boom, add storage. You add another two gigabytes at a time. Gotcha. So if it seems like it, it seems like you're getting used up. Pop another two in there and keep rolling along. Cause I know we don't have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of our listeners might not be techie enough to say, Hey, well, audio files are typically X size and all that. So just it's helpful to give a context to, Hey, well, Hey, if I do this, well, what sort of, um, you know, how many more memories am I going to do? Is it like five? Is it 500? Is it 5,000? Just appreciate uh, that. Jim, I want to keep going a little bit talking about myarkit.com. Obviously, you gave us a little insight to Austin's question, but I just want to ask kind of how have you grown as a company, right? And where are you at today, right? How many people are you helping with these memories? Um, and what are kind of some future plans for growth? I know you teased a little bit of a family tree thing there. <laughs> One of the great services we've been also uh, just got done programming here in the last six months has been called Events. So if you go to events.myarket.com, you get the same concept of where you buy a, a 10 gigabyte space, but now you incorporate it to an event. And a perfect idea of that it would be like a wedding. Yeah. And now everybody used to have little cameras and stuff on the tables and things like that. Well, now you basically send it, your wedding invitation out to this event and that person just signs up to the event with no charge, but then everybody participates in the event. Now you can have people's stories with the events from Way before the wedding, after the wedding, you get to have the whole story of the wedding on that event. And then the moderator, whoever gets to, you know, buys the event, uh, moderates what goes into it. Hmm. So events is great for like that, yearbooks, things like that, going to college. Yeah. Uh, we just, uh, expanded our, our help services on our help page, uh, called Archipedia. So we're really expanding our, uh, how to videos. Hmm. And so people get a little bit, um, Oh, overwhelmed when they want to start this because they have so many things. Yeah. But it's like, you know, that thousand mile journey, you got to take that first step. That's right. And you got to make it simple. And you got to remember, this is for a lifetime. So if you do a little bit now, good. You may wait a month or more to do a little bit more. That's fine. Yeah. You're going to have it forever. It's not a monthly, it's not a monthly fee. I like that. Nice. Well, Jim, I can see where, uh, especially if you're doing it from an event perspective, I can see why you might want a moderator. I'm just thinking to uh, maybe a few weddings I've been to in the 
the best man may be telling too much of what happened at a bachelor party or something that you maybe don't want to preserve as much, but uh, that, that's really important. I, I think that's really kind of a neat idea. Um, obviously when I talk about in terms of today's show, the concept being how do we preserve our memories for generations to come, right? It's not just preserving them today, but if we go, Hey, if, if it's 2023, how am I going to preserve this till 2123, how you know, 2223, right? Preserving it really for hundreds of years is a concept that we want to get into. But I, I obviously, before we go forward, I want to go backwards. Um, so I'd love to hear a little bit about just the history that you've kind of gone through about how do we pass down images our, of ourselves? How is that kind of backwards? What have we been doing with that in terms of giving these kind of memories and getting these going forward? What have, what have we been doing as a human race kind of to do that going forward? And how has that evolved to today? Well, today uh, we're digital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what really makes it. That's, you know, we can take advantage of our digital technology now. We, had, we didn't have that really 10, 15 years ago. And actually within the last five years, it's actually become much, much better. And we used to, we used to pass on things like, you know, you get the family portrait or the painting, you know, way back before photography, everybody had a painting or something. Mm-hmm. Or they, they actually had a lot of people that had were very eloquent writers. We just don't seem to have that anymore. But so we had things we were passing on, but the, the normal, except the normal, the, 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 the Joe lunchbox, let's say, uh, doesn't have that capability of writing his own biography or his own memoirs type of thing. Sure. Now we have the ability in this digital age to take advantage of that where anybody can have a lifetime account and start putting away those little bits and pieces of their life. And it could be anybody. I mean, look at Anne Frank, Anne Frank's diary. We would never would have found that or even know what was in her diary from a little girl over in Germany uh, if somebody hadn't stumbled upon it. And it was a fantastic insight to what, you know, her life was like. Mm. A lot of people out there have that type of feeling in their life that they want to put it down and be able to pass it on. Uh, yeah, that makes complete sense. So, uh, so you mentioned obviously everything's digital now. So I'm just kind of thinking about options for storing our photos, videos and documents. Um, so how are people doing that today? You know, what options are there? How much do they cost? And where do you think that they fall short relative to my art kit? Uh, they all go bye-bye. <laughs> if you're not, tu- if, if you're not touching them, no matter what you buy, no matter what you put in there, they go bye-bye. And, or if they, some people, you know, like some, some systems will say, Oh, we'll just keep it forever. But then it's like, Oh, I had a friend of mine that was on one of those other platforms. I hate using names, but, uh, somebody hacked his account, used his name and all of his contacts, everything went by, you know, it went gone mm-hmm. and he had to start all over again. So we tried to, our, my business plan and what we're doing is we want to make enough money coming into the business to where basically it's just, uh, we're going to put it over into what we call the principal investment group. I call it the pig to where that money is there. And the only thing it does is basically pays storage costs. And we're going to have storage costs. Uh, we're going to go through Amazon web services and then we're also going to double up and go through Iron Mountain. And then eventually within Iron Mountain, we're also going to do a cold storage, which everything then gets to be, uh, like, a digitized to like archival DVDs. To where things can sit there for a hundred years and not, you know, not degrade or anything. It doesn't have to become a magnetic uh, form. Yeah. So we're going to try to have it where it's extremely safe in perpetuity because in perpetuity, we're a C corporation. 
like I said, any, a lot of the other, a lot of, I can't even think of another one really that if you put your stuff up into a cloud, because they, they expect you, Oh, we'll give you free cloud storage space. Yeah. If they don't hear from you, they say, figure, Hey, you're not around. We're going to open up that space. Yeah. Or, you know, we, we have it to where you buy the space, you own the space. This is your space. You get to do with it what you want. Hmm. That's a really good insight, Jim. And, you know, I think, uh, kind of the premise I know I have, and I think we all probably have this is, I think we're constantly just taking photos and videos with our phones, right? And you mentioned it. I know I pay for a monthly cloud storage on my phone because I don't want it clogging up all my phone memory. And so just can you just kind of talk about how kind of this premise of everyone living kind of through their phones, it seems like with photos and videos, how that has changed the digital storage, I guess, market, if you will, how has that evolved? And how do you think it'll continue to evolve? That I think will probably just become easier. Yeah. For, you know, bigger, easier, more freer type thing. But when you, you know, it's not as expensive as when it's free. So when you have that, that capability of all the storage space they have out there, yeah. you know, and people with phones and things like that, I have a lot, so many people sit there. I got to get all that storage. We have our life where we take it. We take that little glimpse. We have fun with it. You know, it's like having a shoebox full of pictures we used to have. Yeah. You know, you go to their old photo mats and things like that. Some old people will know what that means. <laughs> and then you look at the picture, you explain it, you go through them a little bit, then you throw them away, you put them in the shoebox and you might not see them again for 20 years. Yeah. So we're kind of doing that with our phones now to where you're going to have all these pictures on your phone. Well, what my market wants you to do is you're going to have uh, someplace you're going to have a, a great time doing something or a picture or whatever. That, that one spot. Okay. Boom. Take that picture. Boom. Put a story to it, a memory to it. Arc it. Mm-hmm. Up into my arcit, save that. You can keep the other stuff is very important to keep in clouds or have your backup. I have backup drives on my computer. Sure. That's always great to have now because there's some stuff you still want to find right now. The good, important, kind of like the cream of the crop, the prime rib of your life, let's say. Yeah. Arcit. I love that. So, so Jim, obviously technology is constantly changing, right? You talked about this uh, a little bit going from VHS to DVDs or you know, there's probably a, like a laser disc in there as well, but you know, there's, <laughs> right. DVDs are then digital and kind of getting on and on. Which laser disc, smaller. Yeah. Smaller, smaller. Yes, exactly. Right. And to SD cards and all these things. Like obviously this has only been 30 years and you think about thousands of years that we've kind of been um, doing a lot of this kind of uh, in terms of civilization here. So Kind of going forward, where geez, in what thirty years we've gone from a you know analog VHS kind of perspective over to completely digital, like a complete game changer. So just thinking about your your obviously business here is very much about technology. How do you kind of envision kind of keeping up with this ever improving technology over generations? Because not only just thirty years, the whole thing changed. But what about in the next 200 where things just continue to just move at a more rapid pace? Well, what we do is since we do not store anything on site, we kind of use cloud services with Amazon Web Service. And like I said, when we get bigger, we're going to use Iron Mountain and stuff like that. Those are the innovators. Those are the people that are going to be right at the top of their game of innovating, putting new servers in, new storage devices, keeping up with everything. And what we're going to do is we have our pile of money that we have over in the pig that if we have to do anything on our end of the of, of you know the spectrum, boom, we'll have the capability to do it and we just keep cruising right along. Oh, that's interesting. 
On the side of cybersecurity, it's obviously it's a really big deal. And I know many of us, especially in our audience, are concerned about this. How have you thought about risk and protecting these very sensitive files uh, for your clients? Oh, I was talking with my IT guy the other day. He said, uh, well, besides going through, we just don't take the, the, with the small guys. You know, we work with like our, our main host is Bluehost. We, then we go through Amazon Web Services and we go through Iron Mountain, which Basically, we will be going through Iron Mountain, which basically uses like 95% of the Fortune 1000 companies. So we try to use the best of the best security wise. And then even my IT guy was saying we need to, uh, probably sometime in the future here, hire a white knight hacker. I think he called it something like that, right. where we hire people to literally try to hack in and do something. <laughs> but since everything is individually put in, to their accounts and, and you have to pay to get, well, not pay to get into it, but you're, you're buying your accounts. And we try to have multiple backups. Even if they got into one site to do something, they're not going to destroy your site. You're not, you're not, you're still going to have stuff in somewhere. Sure. Yeah. No, it, it sounds like it's clearly something that's, like you said, top of mind and, and you guys are continuing to evolve there. And just kind of a general question, I think, uh, not to single out our audience too much, but we are talking about retirement success. Um, <laughs> and sometimes uh, retirement success and being tech savvy don't always go hand in hand. So is, can you just talk about how you and your company have helped people kind of bridge that technology gap or technology hurdle so that they can utilize your services to pass on to the future generations? We try to keep it simple. Yeah. You know, the, the kiss method to where I know, uh, I have a, my father-in-law, he's, he's got, he's got to have the biggest fingers in the world. <laughs> when he hit, when he hits a key, I swear he hits four keys at once. And what we try to do is try to keep it simple to where you want to upload something. You just go to these big, huge, you know, click, upload a picture, click, drag the picture over, yeah. click, you know, so we don't have to, we don't have advertising or any of that kind of stuff that's going to be inundating on your site. So we try to make it simple. We're also having some videos and stuff I want to incorporate here pretty soon about how to interview people. Hmm. And that's, that's kind of an important part to where I, I went to a, uh, it wasn't a class. It was a meeting up at one of our, uh, retirement centers, not pretty close to here. And I love seeing the, this lady who was a teacher for 35 years and she was had about 15 people around her that were retirees. And it was all had to do with memories and stuff like that and little things she was doing to bring some memories out, you know. Look at this picture, not one of your own pictures, but, you know, it's just like a picture. What does this memory bring back for you? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just as important to have it, the simplicity of just having a phone sometimes, somebody asking you a question Mm -hmm. and just getting a a, a response. Or even I found a technique really good is you close your eyes, have somebody ask you a question and just have that memory come back and just talk about it. It doesn't have to be video going into my arcade. It can be audio. I have a ton of audio on my site. It's just little things you like to talk about. Yeah. We try to keep it simple and try to keep it private. Hmm. Hmm. Jim, I know um, uh, we, we've had estate planners on in the history of our show here. and We've talked about kind of lots of issues around, hey, when I pass away and having an estate and uh, having a will and up to date power of attorneys and trusts and all that, right? Is uh, But I, I know one of the things that's on the mind of the estate planners a lot is, is not only just having a estate plan for our financial assets, right? But also for our digital assets, right? There's things that we do in terms of our online footprint and that things that we own, our accounts and our logins, all that is having this, when I pass away, here's kind of the owner of this and that it goes to certain maybe individuals or loved ones or something along those lines. So love to just hear about with the business that you've created here, 
obviously it's a generational business, right? Is, hey, here's my memories and I want to preserve that going forward for uh, the future. What happens when an account owner passes away and how does that work with maybe several generations of account owners maybe continuing to contribute to an account and passing it down within a family? Uh, when you have, when you've set up your lifetime account at the very bottom of when you're setting up your profile, you get to choose your executor. And that would be somebody else that would be on, on my arc at somewhere. It could even be, we have what they call view only accounts to where a person can sign up for the 30 day free trial. And basically, if they don't want to, you know, sign up for it, it just it reverts over to a view only account. Hmm. And that person can be an executor. And if that person who has a lifetime account passes away, the executor goes to their site and kind of flips a little switch and it turns it into a memorial site. And so everything there becomes public because if you didn't have it that way, a person could pass away and nobody would ever, ever see what was in their site. Gotcha. So at some point, and you're besides you've passed away, you don't care what you've put in there. So you can mm-hmm. put in all the things about where you buried the treasure, who you who you basically bumped <laughs> off during your life, all those type of things. How many people you were actually married to? You can put all those little secrets in there if you want to. <laughs> no, that's great. That makes sense too. So uh, let's ask you to break out the the crystal ball. Where do you see memory capturing going in the future? What will people value or want to preserve, and, and how do you see that changing? The big thing I see changing right now is an attitude towards uh, social media. People, more and more people I find in social media say, oh, I don't have this. Oh, I don't do that. I don't do that. You'll, you'll have the people that are really zeroed in on some social media stuff. I mean, yours, your guys is, is, is an informational spot. I don't even put you down as social media. Mm-hmm. Basically, your information. But you have other social media stuff where people just, you know, bits and pieces, bits and pieces. They're just trying to get their name out there. How many likes and dislikes and tweets and all that kind of stuff. We're going to get to the point where we're oversaturated with that. And it's going to be, a, you know, factions are going to go this way and factions are going to go that way. So there's going to be a time where people will see what we're doing and say, this is really what I want to use quasi social media for. Yeah. Put me out there, put my stuff up there. And if I want somebody to see it, you know, my grandkids, they have accounts. If they put stuff in their account, I can see it in my account, but nobody else can see it. I can see a lot of the big social media sites, I think, getting smaller. Yeah. Or, you know, there's even a lot more little social media sites, you know, this, 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 this. Yeah. So I think they're going to have a lot less, oh, say in the matter of what's going on out there. Um, and we're just trying to make everything as private, secure as possible. Give somebody the, 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 the choice of where to go to do what we're doing. Yeah. And, you know, there just isn't that many places out there to even scratch what we're doing. They have some that kind of go around the edges, but we try to, in, in the future, we're even trying to do things, like I said, like we're going to do, uh, uh, the family tree. Mm-hmm. We want to, we want to incorporate time tag where you can send actually messages into the future for your relatives. Mm-hmm. Somebody has a 16th birthday, 50 years from now, you might have one of those, you know, yeah. the, the, uh, the moments where you talk about, you know, becoming a man or a woman or something like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then no. we're going to do what? Uh, yeah. We have all the other ones. We're going to have a, a tag, an emblem. It's like a little stainless steel emblem, like it's a QR code. And you get affix that to like a tombstone or maybe even to a, maybe even a house you've built, things like that, where somebody can come up there and click. And all of a sudden the whole story is right there in your hands about that person's life or how they built this, this house or restored this car or whatever. So, and then, you know, I cool. got other, yeah, so I, we have a lot of different things that I got floating around up here. That is super cool. It's almost your, you know, I, I think back to your, your answer there to Austin's question and social media and it, to me, it feels like you're, you're building this very intimate version of or kind of progression of that, right? You really want that connection with people, their memories, 
the story, not just, as you said, just the photo on the internet somewhere. So that's really cool. Thank you so much, Jim. I, I do have one f- kind of wrap up question for you um, before we let you go. I know you said earlier you are retired, but clearly you're still very involved with myarchit.com. So I want to <laughs> ask, uh, obviously, we are a retirement podcast. Um, so I want to ask you, how are you going to find your personal retirement success? <laughs> if my personal retirement success, uh, if I have somebody come up to me in the future and hug me and saying, you know, thanks. Yeah. That's good for me. Okay. I love it. Hey. Well, Jim, thanks for, thanks for that. And again, maybe the next time we see you, we give you a hug as well. But, uh, you know, from, uh, from a, you know, uh, again, kind of a retirement conversation here, we really appreciate you coming on and just kind of sharing your, obviously your business and what you're doing here, but also kind of this premise about preserving our memories, right? Is, I think what we want to do with this show is really to tackle all these things that maybe pre-retirees or somebody that's in retirement, what are they thinking about? What are the things that they're concerned about? I think this is um, when we talk about legacy um, is, is something where how do we, how do we kind of send ourselves in the future? Um, and I think you, you kind of have a really kind of great solution for that. So thanks for coming on and sharing that with us today. Oh, thank you for having me on. It's been a blast. All right, Jim, you, you be well, take care. Take care. So preserving our memories for generations to come. I know obviously we're, we're 92 episodes in at this point and looking at themes and things. And I think legacy is something that we've, we've talked about and, yeah. and thought about. And, you know, and that's kind of, um, on our mind. Um, you know, a, a guest that we had a ways ago, uh, Matt Moran, uh, we just found out, uh, so in August of 23, he passed away from kidney cancer. So kind of putting that together about here's a guest that we had and actually came on and his conversation was gratitude. Yeah. Right. And talking about being grateful and living with gratitude, kind of hearing his brother did a podcast with him on with gratitude, Matt, um, after Matt had passed and, Basically, I think when he came on our show, he knew he was stage four yeah. and he, he knew that, um, he didn't have a long time to be, to be living. So he chose to live with kind of this attitude of gratefulness and gratitude. And I, I just, I'm bringing that up because I think it's very relevant to kind of what we're talking about with Jim today was this, um, kind of preserving our legacy. And if you, we all have a clock on us and we all know that, um, you know, we're, we're not going to make it out alive. That's, that's a fact of life. But, you know, when we, when we pass, what are we going to have for our legacy and what do we want to share with future generations? And I think that was, that was our search, yeah. right? For kind of finding that theme. And, and that's how we got connected with Jim Gebhardt was, uh, was through that. So, but again, I, I know we kind of touched on a few things and obviously there's lots of solutions out there. Um, in addition to what Jim's offering through my market is, you know, there's social media and there's YouTube and things like that that people can do. But, yeah. you know, the, just to have a conversation about the pros and cons of it and help you kind of wade through it with some of the, the point of our show today. Yeah. So we appreciate you tuning in. I know our, you can find more about us uh, in this episode if you go to blog.guidancepointllc.com backslash nine two for episode 92 and you can kind of find our show notes and uh, audio and a little bit more about my art kit there we really appreciate you tuning in and listening to us and being on this journey with us as we discover kind of the definition of success in in retirement 
If you would like to connect with us, please reach out to us. You can uh, go to guidancepointllc.com and you, our contact info is there. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but until next time, we'll we'll catch you we'll catch you later. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just listened to an information-filled episode of the Retirement Success in Maine podcast. While this show is about finding more ways to improve your retirement happiness, Guidance Point Advisors' mission is to help our clients create a fulfilling retirement. We do financial planning so that people can enjoy retirement and align their monetary resources to their goals. If you're wondering about your own personal success, we invite you to reach out to us to schedule a 45-minute listening session. Our advisors will have a conversation with you about your goals, your frustrations, and your problems. Make sure you check out Guidance Point Advisors on our blog, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And you can always check out more episodes of this podcast on iTunes and Spotify. And of course, keep on finding your retirement success.